Welcome to the longest running weekly episodic podcast that is about wrestling and recorded in the greatest city in America. Welcome to the Midcard Mechanics. Oh, that was so good! <laughs> but I ruin it every time by immediately driving it into a ditch. No, it's fine. That and was then, great. You're really getting good at that. Then we'll have some music afterwards. Oh, no, that means that sounds like I have to edit something in. <laughs> I tried to create a song through GarageBand on Apple's. They are not good. (laughs) Perfect. All the loops that they have are just so awful and cheesy and like coffee house. Oh, yeah. There's like none that are like just good. Like, you know, a cheesy rock riff, like a cheesy like. Hard metal rock. There are hard rock metal. Riffs. No entrance themes in the exactly. Garage Band loops. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that is a. <laughs> well, now we're giving some good constructive notes to Apple. On... <laughs> we have some thoughts, Mr. Cook. Why hasn't Vince demanded that yet? He's a PC guy. Oh, <laughs> think, do you think he uses a computer? He puts on his glasses. He knows enough about his phone. Well, is a pager a computer? <laughs> he avoids Twitter because he's smart, I guess. I was looking at the uh, the list of all the superstars today on WWE.com, and they have all the wrestlers' names and, until you get to Vince, and it's Mr. McMahon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess Mr. McMahon is his wrestling name. Yeah, he... He said that in an interview once. That oh, really? Um, yeah, <laughs> during the Steve Austin, Mr. McMahon feud. Yeah. He's Vince, but the character is Mr. McMahon <laughs> of the authority. <laughs> no chance! <laughs> That's how you can tell the two apart. Vince McMahon's a softy. <laughs> but Mr. McMahon, look out! <laughs> also, Mr. McMahon was killed when his uh, limousine blew up. (laughs) That's just the character. Who was that that came out after that then? Oh, then we saw Vince. (laughs) Oh, man. He's he's said some weird stuff in some interviews. Oh, yeah. He's definitely recent. uh, No, not that I saw, but like some some weird sex stuff once that and like I think an interview in Playboy. He said, yeah, and he said weird shit into a microphone live on Monday Night Raw all throughout <laughs> the late 90s and early 2000s. Oh, well, of course. That was Mr. McMahon, though. I think Vince was the one who gave, <laughs> who gave the Playboy interview. <laughs> How do you know the Playboy interview wasn't kayfabe? Maybe it was a work shoot. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was Mr. Vince Mr. Vince McMahon. Oh, no, I, I, I I have a memory of reading that interview in college, I think, but I don't really remember anything about it. Yeah. I think I got maybe halfway through it and thought, why am I reading an interview with Vince McMahon in Playboy (laughs) magazine? I've got things to do. Yeah. Back back when I was young and ambitious. (laughs) Like, look at the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Rip this article out. I don't need to see his face. See that every... He ruins every Monday and Thursday night. (laughs) 
God, why do why do we hate something that we love so much? I know. That's, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that earlier today, and and thinking about recording tonight, and thinking about the things that we would talk about. And then this past week of wrestling, it was a lot because we watched the Super Showdown Sunday. We put in multiple hours of wrestling <laughs> since Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched all of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Well, I, recorded DVR recording, so I was able to fast forward through a lot of it. Yeah. But I still spent like three and a half hours watching wrestling last night. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I can't do that every week because, one, that's way too much time. Like, yeah. How yeah. Many, how many You're not f- even watching NXT. <laughs> Like, how many free hours are there in a day where you can just fuck off <laughs> and do something so silly as watch professional wrestling? Or record a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inside the mind of a wrestling fan. <laughs> but, you know, so I started thinking, if I loved it, if I, I mean, so that is the question. Obviously, I love it. But all we do is talk about how stupid it is. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's what we love about it, that it is stupid. Yeah. But it's, it's not, I mean, not everything can be better call Saul. <laughs> oh, my God. So you did you watch it last night? Uh, yeah. Whew, that was good. Good. That was really good. Um, so if you haven't seen Better Call Saul... Too bad. We're going to talk about it. So, <laughs> Well, I was going to say, just stop. I want you to unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> we don't want any listener who hasn't seen that show. I'm yeah. just kidding. But seriously, watch that or unsubscribe. Well, it, it, I, Make a decision. You do have questionable, quest, questionable tastes if you uh, haven't already watched all 10 episodes of this past season. Because what else would you be watching? If you watch TV, what else would you be watching? Right. I, because nothing else that was on TV was better than Better Call Saul. No. So, so great. You're watching dumb shit if you haven't been watching that. Didn't Wasn't Monday Night Raw on at the same time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nothing was interrupting Better Call Saul. No. Because, I mean, that would be an example of some dumb shit that you would be, would be watching instead of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Wow, that's... <laughs> I brought it back! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Better Call Saul, though. That was just unbelievable. Perfect. Yeah. Transformation from Slippin' Jimmy to Saul Goodman. Yeah, and doing it with such confidence that... Ugh. It's, it's really made me look at his character in a different way, because he was so clownish on, on Breaking Bad, and he never really was a serious character... Other than when the scene called for it, which were few and far between when Saul Goodman was involved. Right. More toward the end of Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, exactly. So. Boy, I hope all of our listeners have put in the serious time. <laughs> you can't, the one wrestling podcast you can't listen to if you still haven't seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. So to portray him with... What I'm saying uh, is stop listening because we're going to ruin it from this point on all the way extending into all future episodes. So... <laughs> At this point right here, we're giving you fair warning. Stop listening to our show. Go watch all of Breaking Bad and then all of Better Calls. And then start at the 7 minute and 23 second mark. Yeah. That's reasonable to ask of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're just... I'm pausing now for a little bit so to give you a little more time to just... To just uh, soak in what Gavin just said and take warning. (laughs) 
all right that's enough yeah exactly if they can't find the pause button by now they have bigger problems yeah but so uh the depth that his character has in better call Saul is fascinating and it's it's uh it's so unexpected because of how they portrayed him in in breaking bad yeah because i mean he was purely a supporting character but to give him so much depth where he can be the focus of a whole series I mean, it's uh, really good storytelling, <laughs> really good writing, yeah. and it just works so well. Bob Odenkirk is so good. I know. Did he, he's he's never won what's the Emmys for TV? Yeah, has, has he ever won an Emmy or been nominated for Better Call Saul? I don't know, but he should be after this season. Some he of the, was some just, of the best acting I've seen on TV. Yeah, he was so good, and uh, Nacho's great, and like his story, and Gustavo, of course. I mean, all, it's just all really good. I mean, everybody. There's not a bad character in that show. Yeah. You know who did win an Emmy, though, this past year? No. Uh, Bill Hader for Barry. He did? Yeah, he won one, and um, Harry Winkler won one as well for, oh, for Barry. That's a great... That, what a dark show. <laughs> yeah. And that show, like, the first four episodes of that show, they were kind... I mean, it was dark, but... In the moments of the violence, like, it was very, like, sharp, sudden, and, you know, just surprisingly graphic, but in, in, in not, like, um, uh, an exaggerated type of manner. I mean, it was just, like, a very quick, seemingly accurate portrayal of violence. And then, like, halfway through, I guess it was, like, episode five of eight episodes, <laughs> the, that just kind of took over. That, like, sudden, like, change and quick change in tone and like the impact of that just took over that whole series and whew, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> they went for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Some of those episodes, I was just like, so Barry spoiler alert now. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you've, you're, you've made, <laughs> you put it on pause. You went and watched all of Breaking Bad. You and all of Better Call Saul. And you came back and you got through three more minutes of this podcast. And we're telling you to go watch all of season one of Barry. All right, we'll give you a second to pause again here. All right. And so <laughs> you're back. The scene where he great, uh, right? <laughs> where he kills his um, his friend, the Marine fuck yeah and like as he, he realizes he's gonna have to do it at kind of at the same time yeah we are watching it yeah so we're like oh no like he was hoping so so badly to not have to do it yeah and the guy like just gave him the one little bit of doubt that he needed to know that he had to yeah and he was just like why did you fucking say that <laughs> like yeah why did you now i have to kill you like oh my god that was dark it was dark so, uh, not to mention the, uh, the ending where everything seems like it's going to be like the happy ending. Yep. And to, and so I, I saw an interview with him where he said season two is going to be even darker. Oh, good. <laughs> Which means I'm going to like that show even more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm drawn to the darkness. Is, does that make wrestling dark? You think, is it some, <sighs> is it somehow related to that? Like just kind of, so there's obviously something about breaking bad and better call Saul uh and like a, and Barry. a movie like blue ruin uh have you ever seen that no i haven't you'll love it okay is no. do you want to talk about it no no because <laughs> you haven't seen it who's in it um oh i don't know it's it's people that i don't 
know if I've been in anything else. Oh, really? But it's like he did um, Green Room, I think was his next movie, and then he has something else coming out. I'll tell you afterward. We'll Google it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think people want to listen to me Googling. Hey, Blue Ruin. <laughs> just it, go, go, go stream it. All right. I'll check then, that out. But have a loved one near that you can hug afterwards. <laughs> but it's that same kind of like, oh, no. Black He's, Mirror. That's another one. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Like, Black Mirror is so good. And it's so twisted. And it's like in that show, like, the there's been episodes where I'm like, I can't go back to that show for like two two weeks at least oh yeah you need some space yeah you can't binge watch black mirror no unless you're a psychopath white christmas like that episode fucked me up with john ham yeah yeah and then the one that fucked me up even more was the one where the guy was a uh, uh he was just traveling the world and he ends up out with running out of money in England, and then he goes to test a, a game. Oh, fuck yeah! And then he's like, the rest of the episode. Oh my god, it's giving me chills now thinking about it because the the horror aspect of it was was terrifying. But the biggest mind fuck was when the simulation basically gave him Alzheimer's, so he knew what his parents were going through. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then he thought that was his life because he thought the simulation did that to him permanently and it was irreversible. And then he finds out that that wasn't the case. But then oh, he Christ. ends up dead anyways. Because yeah. And it all happened within like a split second. Or yes. Something. Oh, my God. That episode <laughs> is like so. Spoiler alerts for um, <laughs> Black Mirror. So you've come back. From Barry, and now you're just screaming because we didn't do a spoiler <laughs> alert for Black Mirror. But look, all right, just come back after you've seen every show. <laughs> but all those sh- shows are obviously very dark. So, so do you think that there's a connection between that and why we watch wrestling? What would the parallel possibly be? Well, it's not. I don't know. Roman you know, Reigns. Okay, let me ask this: Do you think there is a parallel between that that genre of of film and and tv and professional wrestling somehow is it the violence i don't know but <laughs> <Insiguri! laughs> i don't think it's the violence i think that all right are you ready for me to really yes. stretch yes yes <laughs> i can justify anything you ready here we go <laughs> all right fox news so <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh I don't think there's a a darkness in it, but there's an element to watching something like a dystopian vision of the future on, on black mirror that where it's so visceral and real that you as a viewer feel, get that sense of being out of control. You know, like if you're really watching, you get into the story and you're, it's so well acted that you are really kind of, it carries you along with the characters. So you kind of feel that sense of like their realities are spiraling out of control. When we watch wrestling and we get mad about what choices people have made as in terms of how to entertain us (laughs) makes us feel equally out of control. Like we're living (laughs) in a dystopian black and white uh, world with metal robots that hunt people in the woods. Did you so, see that one yet? No. Oh boy, buckle up. Oh Jesus. Um. So so it's it's our dystopian view of what 
the worst of entertainment can be. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm losing the thread. But, um, you know, there, there's something about, because, at, you know, it's 2018, that fourth wall dropped 20 years ago. We all know that wrestling is predetermined. I think maybe the, it used to be, when you didn't have <laughs> the echo chamber of negativity of the internet, <laughs> that you would be disappointed in things that happened, but there was still that bit of, I don't know, you could just suspend disbelief about whether or not something was happened on purpose. And they also seem to do that a little bit more, kind of blur the lines. But now it's, it's the anger that we feel about wrestling is less about the, I think the wrestlers who are, you know, having the match or, or, or doing the, the storyline as we are mad at the people that made the choices <laughs> for those things to happen. And they thought this will be their entertainment. Those dumb bastards. And we're like, don't call us dumb bastards. Yeah. I don't know. There's, and, it's yep. like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like, and we keep coming back for the punishment. We have pretty high expectations because of the aspect that this is all controlled and predetermined. So there's really no reason why we should get a product that they give us, such as the Super Show Down Under. Super Show Down Under. That was an awesome segue. <laughs> like, what what was your biggest takeaway from the Super Showdown? Well, John Cena's hair looks great. <laughs> Good for him. We're really growing it out. <laughs> My biggest takeaway was concern. Oh, interesting. Tell I'm, me more. I'm concerned that that dude and his mom did not <laughs> <laughs> make an appearance on the pay-per-view. And that is a very good point. We talked about this while we were watching it and we, we started speculating. Yeah. So money clearly doesn't seem to be an object. No. Time doesn't seem to be an object either. That's right. They they seem to be able to travel to any United States pay-per-view, uh, wherever it is in the country. Right. Uh, and at least once a month. And then going generally to the Raws and Smackdowns that follow. Yeah. So they're not, like, concerned with the destination. Or, yeah, or the, the money appears to be no object. Right. Okay. Yeah. So... Clearly, they don't have passports. It must be, yeah. <laughs> are they on? Maybe they're. Are they on no fly lists? Yeah. What do Would, they not have, have they have they just never bothered applying for a passport? Has one been rejected? Has one just simply not renewed the passport? Do they and and they would never not travel together? Is one is somebody on probation? <laughs> <laughs> Or is that just the outer boundary of their fandom? Is it like, look, we'll go to every pay-per-view. We'll go to the Raws and Smackdowns after the pay-per-view. But we're not leaving the country for this <laughs> shit. We have standards. Are they the biggest patriots? Give me Dolph or give me death, <laughs> but only in the lower 48. I'm finding more support for my theory that they're libertarians. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, they just love this country so much that they refuse to ever step foot out. It, even even when the one thing that they may love, they don't. Well, they don't love it more than their country, but almost. It seems like maybe it's very close. <laughs> it could be intertwined with their love of country, it even could when be, that thing doesn't leave the country 
or mm-hmm. when that does leave the country they it, don't maybe it's an offshoot of their patriotism that <laughs> they love america so much and nothing really is more american than professional wrestling that is 100 percent an american product um just like southern rednecks i guess it is more american than nascar and coastal elites who look down their nose enjoying the exact same <laughs> wrestling as those southern rednecks see it brings us all together it does well it could yeah if it was better (laughs) (laughs) and we keep watching what was your uh, biggest takeaway other or you concern did you have any other takeaways from the super showdown under um under where (laughs) so kofi kingston i'm sorry uh uh Kingston, what was this? Uh, somebody Kingston, his uh, alter ego reporter. I forget. Made the underwear joke. Anyway, great. The new day is the best. <laughs> um, another. Well, the Undertaker is really, really getting old. That's also like concern part two. Yeah, like I just, I don't need to see those matches. They're so. I I, I don't find them to be nostalgic. You may have noticed when I came over to your house to watch that I fell asleep <laughs> mere seconds before the finish. I was trying so hard, but sleep won. Well, when Triple H went over, I was just like, I was I was so exhausted to begin with. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was like three and a half hours. And we fast forwarded. Well, it was probably like three hours. But we fast forwarded through a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I just turned over and looked at you. Like, with this disgusting look <laughs> on my face, and I saw you were asleep, and I just fucking laughed. <laughs> I think maybe that's an appropriate reaction to that match. <laughs> like, it's Triple just... Triple H like, and The Undertaker! Me! <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting another one, and then... So I didn't miss it. Well... And then what's the, what's the payoff going to be? A singles match with HBK and, and Taker again? For the last time ever. Yeah. Again. It's fucking even more... Reuniting DX? (laughs) It's more expected than, like, another Rolling Stones tour. How much do you think the Saudi Arabian family, the crown prince, paid to have DX reunite? (sighs) According to Deadspin... Oh, we haven't talked about this on the show either. Yeah. That I was reading a... Because I wanted to kind of... Here, what's going on with the WWE and the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views with the weird propaganda in them? And it's a 10-year contract that the WWE has. So we're going to have a lot of these. That's crazy. And I guess they're all going to be on the network. But uh, what they also said in Deadspin is that they didn't weren't able to figure out how much what at the time the article was written. uh, Nobody had figured out how much money the wwe had made oh yeah until they get the quarterly reports right and that's when we found out it was 43 million dollars so that must be 43 million a year yep but or maybe it's 43 million a show yeah i I don't know but we're gonna find out i guess in the next quarterly report after this 43 a show before we started dx would reunite yeah before we started recording we talked about this whole thing and it's like we're, we, uh, you know, not to put words in Gavin's mouth, but we're both conflicted because of uh, what's happening right now in the world. 
Yeah, you and, sh- if you don't know what's going on, yeah, just Saudi Arabia, find some news. And then you look it up in the news. And so, like, you know, it's we, but we can't talk about wrestling right now without really, without talking about the, what's happened, like the program that's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. And it seems like now that is affecting the booking for other stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's unavoidable. You can't just not, you can't just choose to not watch the, the pay-per-views that happen in, uh, I guess you could in Saudi Arabia, but they're, they're connected to the story and the, the weekly shows in a way that their regular pay-per-views never are. <laughs> they are putting so much care and attention into it that they're, but, but it also, they're doing things like reuniting DX to have DX versus the brothers of destruction Yeah, for reasons that don't make sense. I don't think anybody wanted that. It it's was fantasy booking at its worst. Yeah, I think that it's just yeah, fantasy booking with a big enough uh check right. to go along with it. Tag team match between excuse me, the Brothers of Destruction and whatever HBK and Triple H are. I don't know. They're calling themselves DX. Oh yeah, DX. Uh, that probably means X Pac will be back and Razor Good. Ramon. They'll probably do a run in with the Are they gonna do uh, are they gonna have the, uh, Oh man. Oh, they'll do the And then Mankind's the gonna come out. Paul Bear is going to come back from the dead. <laughs> the next one will just be an Attitude Era reunion. <laughs> yeah. With or the ones that are left. Well, we don't have to worry about there ever being um, a bra and panties match again, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there are limits to what the, they allow. But you're right. You you weren't putting words in my mouth. You got it right. It was, But the, the, the big conflict is that there's some pretty crappy stuff going on with saudi arabia right now and and the thing that was weird to me is watching the the greatest royal rumble i really didn't hadn't done a lot of reading i did a little googling to see like oh what's going on with saudi arabia and that's how i kind of have why these things are sort of on my radar it's because of wrestling because i'm terrible but um so watching that first pay-per-view i just it just felt weird that there were so many um little video packages about look how liberal Saudi Arabia is. And that made me think this feels a little propaganda E. And by the time they got to like to the, 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 the second or third one, we're like, look, we're letting women drive. Thought, that feels weird. And that's when I found out. Yeah. This whole pay-per-view was bankrolled by the crown prince and the, wanted to bring sporting events to Saudi Arabia that had never been seen there before. Because it's part of his plan of of making Saudi Arabia more liberal. But that's kind of his words. There's still things like this news story about the journalist who went missing. And it's turning out to maybe be Saudi Arabia's fault. With this pay-per-view coming up four weeks away. And our weekly wrestling is being booked very heavily with this World Cup idea. Yeah. That like where did that come from? That's clearly not their idea, and because it, it's pretty good idea though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're in the conflict. Like I'm in. I love the idea of the oh that World Cup. It sounds like we're going to get something maybe with brackets. I haven't seen brackets yet. I, they haven't even explained how the World Cup's going to work yet. 
they just say like you're they're qualifying for it and then they uh but um yeah that's basically what they did i think it's eight it's either eight or 16 i think it is brackets but we don't know how they selected the people to participate in it no Uh, well or like if it's a nationality thing but it doesn't seem like it is no i think it's just whoever uh they wanted the 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 Saudi family wanted, which is so far not bad. I mean, look, we got John Cena with his weird haircut. Man, could you imagine like a cross promotion pay per view, like the World Cup, or like kind of or called the World Cup, and they just have like New Japan Pro's best against WWE's best against Ring of Honor's best. Well, Ring of Honor and New Japan have have done a couple of joint pay per views before. Yeah, and imagine that with WWE's like budget and production. Yeah. It would be all in. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's conflict. Yes, we love watching. Re- we love wrestling, even though we hate wrestling. Yeah, which we're still unpacking. It's <laughs> a lot there. Could, this is pretty much the whole series is going to be figuring out why we like this. <laughs> and yeah, and then there's just it's just there's. Look, it just Vince McMahon loves money. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to, and it's, I mean, okay, fair enough. He's getting a lot of money, but it's uh, it's tough when you have when you maybe we just need to stop paying attention to the news. Is that is that it? Ignorance is it bliss? Yeah. if you stop paying attention to the news and only pay attention to professional wrestling that's pretty ignorant oh cool look at how uh, liberal saudi arabia is well wrestling said it it must be true no i'm not gonna google that yeah it feels weird but vince knows what he's doing he wouldn't mislead me man so so i read an interview with paul levesque triple h Mm-hmm. Paul, you know, Paul, good old Paul Triple H Levesque. Yes. Mr. And, McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it w- so it was around the time, it was right after. The King of the Brass Ringers. <laughs> the King of Kings. <laughs> That's what the King of Kings means. Yes. <laughs> he went for it. He has it. He reached really high. And no one else can have it. Uh. <laughs> He went a place where no one else went. <laughs> Except for Test. <laughs> oh. And Macho Man. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. But other than that. Yeah. No, he's he's doing good stuff. This is a weird one. This feels like a Vince move. <laughs> this might have been a thing where Triple H said, really, you think that's a good idea? Yeah, oh, damn it. Rob Van Dam had Look a- at this. I have a money bin. RVD had a, had a Triple H tweet earlier this week that um ripped on it ah uh, shit i'm trying to find it i should have well, saved it let me let me tell you the, the the triple h thing i read so talking about um doing part he was talking about the relationship with saudi arabia and he said that this is a you, you can't help influence culture if you're not participating in it which felt like this real kind of a stretch to me but i can kind of see their perspective that if they are bringing wrestling which wrestling wasn't a lap professional wrestling was outlawed in saudi arabia and uh they said if we can start bringing western culture uh it can help maybe chip away at this 
which I get that, but I also it seems like the forty three million dollars is probably a little bit more important. Yeah, I mean that it, it, is, seemed, it seemed like a justification. It, uh, uh, yeah, there's. I would have believed it if they hadn't run the <laughs> the state sponsored uh, propaganda packages. That's where it kind of the art <laughs> that argument kind of falls apart. I think. Well, you know, massive change can't happen overnight, and. No, right. Progress is progress one, one way or the other. So I, I see that side of it and being like, okay, well, you know, there's distinct differences. And, but at the same time, there's a total like deprivation. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's like <laughs> our version of democracy and freedom, which is qualified and limited. But then there's the Saudi Arabia version, which is much more restrictive, obviously. And uh, on top of other very distinct cultural differences. So, of course, it's an unreasonable expectation to imagine that there would be a massive cultural and and uh, governmental change overnight. And so... Even after accidentally showing the video of Carmela and her ring gear? <laughs> So obviously, like, if we value that uh, freedom in our democracy and and value and um, want there to be allies in the world that also uh, value that, then we should then we do have an interest in them, like having stupid stuff like professional wrestling over there, because that is like that shows progression away from that those restriction those restrictions and like that restrictive form of thinking and constricting way of life but yeah you know in the meantime (laughs) there's still (laughs) there's still some fucked up things happening i totally agree and i think that it is great the wwe is there and that they're able to have live events and i don't even care that it's the saudi government paying for it the pound crin or (laughs) the pound crints (laughs) if you saw twitter earlier you saw the uh glass of whiskey next to the microphone (laughs) um um like the fact that the uh crown prince is is organizing it they're paying for it they're giving wwe a shitload of money that part doesn't really bother me as much as the trade-off being but we're also buying airtime on your network uh to show americans these propaganda packages that you're going to produce for us about yeah. how liberal Saudi Arabia is. Right. Like that's the that's the part that bugs me and I, I'm interested if they're going to find out if if they're going to kind of pull back on that a little bit cuz I think that's where they got a lot of the resistance was I it's a good thing that they are heading Saudi Arabia is heading in that direction. Obviously, there's a lot of work to do. Also, it sounds like their leadership are doing a lot of fucked up shit right now. Yeah. Um, but. And almost that, that image of change is masquerading something else. Right. That a lot of it is, and a lot of it is obviously propaganda. Like it's illusory. Yeah. To, to help, um, help those in power stay in power. And and there's a lot of, of, of shit happening around that. But, um, having, you know, and that, of course, that now we're talking about who who's who's running the small business administration. It's all connected. <laughs> but I'm no, no, it's no. Come yes, on. it obviously is. I mean, yeah, at some level, but pff, 
that's not what I'm that's not even that it's it's when I want to sit down and watch wrestling and then the voice of the Saudi government is speaking directly to me about no man we're cool it's very un-American <laughs> it's yeah that's the part that I I get to have a problem with because I don't expect to get a foreign country's state-sponsored propaganda during my American programming. <laughs> I think I've really, that's it. That's the, that's the part that I'm, and that's, I know at some level that is sort of the same kind of mental gymnastics that triple H does. So he can sleep better at night saying, no, 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 we're helping push the culture forward. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah. know, but he doesn't really mention the propaganda pieces or the big payday. Right. And I don't even begrudge them a payday. Come on. The fucking pro wrestling. If somebody wants to throw that kind of money at them to show to get DX back together, I, I'd watch that. But I don't know, man. I don't need the the propaganda. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Especially with the um, yeah, like yeah. Google the news. See how you feel. Well, there's a uh... Google the news. That's like such an old person thing to say. <laughs> well, just Google some news up. Probably don't do that. Go to a, a news source that. Actually, you know, like you, you trust that doesn't rhyme, rhyme with box brews. <laughs> anything else? Literally anything else? Well, there's um, there's a lot I don't know. Like Wrestling Observer, for example. <laughs> there's a lot uh, I don't know, but there is one thing I know to be one hundred percent true, and that is. The mid-card marks are not having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the Thinking Man's Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Nate and Buff are not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we can't be the only wrestling fans that are watching it going, huh, I kind of want to see what a DX, re- if it's, what a DX reunion, DX uh, versus Brothers of Destruction, just because... Of the nostalgia factor. Like, I don't, I'm not anticipating a good match, but it would be kind of cool to see HBK in the ring again. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I'm so upset that there's all this extra baggage around that. So, this is coming from Elitist Mark, which is the character on the podcast, and certainly not who I am in real life. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. But you are way overestimating people. They are fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I learned that. I think <laughs> in the past couple, past couple of years, it's it, it oh, almost feels oh, like that's America. Oh, I was, I, my bar was pretty high. It's like, but you know, I sound like a, an asshole when I say that, but it's pretty, it's pretty American to just assume that you're, you're smarter than the person sitting next to you. <laughs> That's a good point. I gotta do more. maybe I maybe I need to be more American. <laughs> but in actuality, you know, most of us are just a bunch of dummies. <laughs> anyway, that's our recap of the Super Showdown <laughs> and our future recap of the Crown Jewel. I know. Are you gonna watch it? Nope. I don't, I don't think I am either. I We're think going I- to. We'll be in New Orleans right before that, and then after that, I'll be recovering from New Orleans. Nice. Last thing I really want to do is watch the crown jewel i mean what do we know about the crown jewel it has this thing called the uh world cup 
which oh. and it has the uh, DX versus Brothers of Destruction. So like those two things could suck. You said some yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> of course they're going to. You said something a few minutes ago about Wrestling Observer and <laughs> and are they uh, going to are they wanna, are they going to be a sponsor? Uh, soon. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can cash that contract at, you know, the Dollar General. I'm sorry. I said 4 weeks. Uh the Crown Jewel is 3 weeks from oh. Friday. Friday. It's on a Friday. Who cares? Well, was, I think it'll be Saturday over there. Ugh. But um, Wrestling Observer had uh, a teaser today. Something like... That ugh was about time zones, not <laughs> over there as like, a concept. CM Punk <laughs> at Crown Jewel or some shit like that. And it was basically the just... Because be- they're using best in the world for what the World Cup is for. Oh, right? really? Yeah, they're saying the, the, the they we're going to find out who is best in the world. <laughs> And all I can think of is like, there's only one best in the world. <laughs> well, and he stole it from Wolverine. So don't you? <laughs> this dumb article was basically like, eventually they're going to bring CM Punk back because <laughs> they're they're throwing so much money at it that you know he's not going to be able to turn it down forever. <laughs> like who would turn down? Like money is of no object here. Yeah, but the only person I can think of who would turn down ten. Tens of millions, even millions of dollars yeah. to have one match would be CM Punk. Yeah, just pro- just for that middle finger. I know. Well, that well, yeah, I agree and with you. Post lawsuit, there's no way. <laughs> That's a guy who has burned the bridges to WWE. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. No, he's, he is never going back. He is totally fine with that. I don't think he's ever going to wrestle again. I don't think he gives a shit that he didn't main event WrestleMania. I don't think he gives a shit that he sucks in UFC. <laughs> he's doing it for fun. Yeah. He, he he does not care what anyone thinks. He's really just doing things for himself. Yeah. He was writing comic books at one point. Man, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never cared about the fans. <laughs> <laughs> we bought his house. <laughs> Sean Michaels, on the other hand, oh, he HBK. does it for the fans. He sure does. He doesn't do it for any other desperate reasons. <laughs> I feel Sean Michaels, man. So yeah, the wrestling wrestling observer was like, Ooh, CM Punk. starting the, trying to start that rumor um, mill, and it's like, no, no obviously, that, just stop. That, and also, like, I'm that's fine. Kind of, I think that kind of ties into why we watch wrestling because we never know. When they're going to surprise us with something huge. Oh, yeah, definitely. But they haven't truly done that in over 10 years. Well, what what would be so huge that it would be surprising? Hulk Hogan <laughs> showing up in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, Hogan's definitely coming back. That wouldn't be In that a huge. match. He's having a match. Against who? Probably Triple H. <laughs> Triple H is putting on... Like, or The Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Trips. Hogan Taker. 2021. <laughs> Who do you think should retire The Undertaker? Oh, my God. It. Uh, I really thought... Well, one, he should be retired. And two, I thought, in retrospect, CM Punk should have retired him. Yeah. And then... You know, and then he doesn't lose to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Somebody more, somebody so undeserving. 
Like they could have used. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 I was interrupting you. They could have used Undertaker's. They can use his retirement as a way to put someone over. Oh Christ! Well, they tried it with Roman Reigns. <laughs> da, 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 yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, again, yeah, it didn't stick. <laughs> so second time's a charm. Well, that's the problem with Undertaker. He's had these like three retirement moments. Remember when he he folded up the the jacket and yep. put his hat on it and left? We thought, oh, what? That's an iconic retirement. Then remember this past mania when yeah, then there was just the like, lightning bolts struck. Hey, Taker, <laughs> you, want, you want money? <laughs> but do you remember those awful? Lightning feeling? bolt graphics? Yes! And Where I was like drawn on the screen. <laughs> and I fell out of my chair. <laughs> yes, you did! <laughs> <laughs> I never laughed like that. It was so Ever. dumb! I lost it. Cartoon I just, lightning bolts. <laughs> I just completely lost it. <laughs> you did. You fell out of the chair. The dog got scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, poor Woody. Yeah, poor Woody. Woody was the highlight of the Super Showdown. Oh, that dog, yes. He's so stupid. But he's great. He's like, hey, this match sucks. You want to play tug on this toy with me? It's nice and slimy. Well, the highlight was when he spun around for five minutes before he finally was like, yes, all right, I can lay down now. spot to lie down on the blanket. <laughs> yeah, dogs turn around, but he just kept turning and turning and turning and turning. And then... But when he did finally lie down, that was a comfortable dog. Yep. And I've watched this every night. So <laughs> Does he turn around that many times every night? Maybe not. I think he was putting on a little bit of a show. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to show off for company. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I see, I see him do stuff that makes me laugh every day. And I don't watch a four-hour wrestling show on the same day and then still think the thing I see every day That's is true. better. <laughs> <laughs> well, dogs are special that way. Yeah, of course. WWE is definitely... Definitely not a dog. Dog greater than WWE. <laughs> Everyone can agree on that. What were we talking about? We were talking about uh, <laughs> Kurt Angle in that gold suit as the, uh, what was it? The Conquistador? I um I found myself actually being amused by Baron Corbin in that match. I was too. Like, when, when he thought he won... The look on his face and just how he was acting, it just kind of reminded me of, like, a, a petulant child-slash-man-baby. Yes. Like, just like a redneck, like, just, you know, drunk, fighting people all the time, liability to hang out with. <laughs> Maybe that's the character if, they're going for. He's like a cop. <laughs> do you think... He's the constable. <laughs> is it just me, or has he gotten so much better since he's gotten the haircut? Uh, well, so much better is relative when well, we're talking about Baron Corbin. to where he was. <laughs> when he comes on, like, all right, what's he going to do now? Yeah. He's gotten better on the mic. I hate his entrance so much. It fucking annoys me how, like, he comes out and then, like, bends over and shakes his head a little bit and then slowly comes up and it's like, that's stupid. I don't even nobody think I noticed would, it. Nobody <laughs> think, would find that intimidating. Oh, well, is it the same thing he used to do when he had hair? Yeah. Oh, he he forgot that he shaved his head. Yeah, it's he like sort of like if Randy Orton didn't raise his arms when he did like that cocky look. I am awesome. <laughs> Does he still hear voices in his head? 
It's so he, weird. Like it was a thing yeah, that and they all say boo. <laughs> Listen to the WWE universe. They're saying burns. <laughs> <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> this is, oh, they're having fun, Maggle. <laughs> I don't miss JBL. He was kind of the worst. Maggle. Listen, to, they're having a, they're having fun. <laughs> they're having fun. The WWE universe. Having, don't tell us when we are not having fun. <laughs> Yeah, they're having a lot of fun passing around a beach ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> and doing the fucking wave. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's great. When there's nothing worse than a match bombing at a post-mania Raw. Ooh, yeah. Oof. Well, that's how we got um, the Fandango dance. I know. Oh, man. I am so glad I got to experience a post-mania Raw in a way that is maybe the same way, same level of actually experiencing a WrestleMania. <laughs> like there is something magical about that post-mania raw where it's people from all over the world. I heard so many, that was the weirdest thing that I didn't expect about a WrestleMania in person. This was about 31 in, uh, San Jose. Uh, they, um, the, Walking around the stadium at the, where the Niners play, Levi Stadium, it we uh, Sophia and I heard people speaking in multiple languages and accents, and there were families, and every single person was nice. That hmm. the WrestleMania crowd was such a thoughtful, nice, considerate crowd that uh, when we were leaving, and I think I've told you the story before, but I don't think I've said it on the podcast we were leaving and we were getting on uh, san jose's light rail to head back to the um to the hotel after after mania and the security were just all widened this is the greatest group of people i said yeah what's going on? we had we had one arrest and uh i said oh sorry he was no no, no. there's usually a dozen before <laughs> a niners game starts wow and this was through the entire thing, through the hours of, of, of WrestleMania, that nobody got, only one person got so belligerently drunk that they had to get arrested, which is apparently at, at the Levi Stadium for the security team, unheard of. So what you're saying is wrestling brings people together? It did. So, therefore, Vince brings people together. He's just putting smiles on faces. Therefore, he's going to be the next secretary to the United Nations. <laughs> He's going to replace Nikki Haley. I hate how much I would <laughs> be on board with that. <laughs> Vince McMahon in a microphone speaking <laughs> to world leaders. <laughs> how do you? He would. How do you think he would? Book, now, how, how would he book the UN? Chairman Kim. Damn it! Knock that shit off. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. She. What's up next? President Xi. Knock that shit off. No tariffs. Damn it. No tariffs. That shit's stupid. We tariff you. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we keep making our toys. They're selling like some great. Selling like hotcakes. Selling like hotcakes. <laughs> All right. Next on the list. <laughs> Russia. Knock that shit off. <laughs> right. Don't. Cross that off. <laughs> France. Got an eye on you. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. We're renegotiating the contract. <laughs> We're happy to. We're happy you're letting us in, but you gotta knock that killing journalist shit off. 
his limo might actually blow up. <laughs> yeah, but he'll actually still somehow survive because he's <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> I think in like a week, he could probably whip the whole world into shape. <laughs> yeah, he would just say, point at that sign. Yeah, just, <laughs> you point at the UN. Look. <laughs> just point. What are you doing? Point. He loves it when you point at the sign. <laughs> oh, man. God, yeah. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, let's just give him a, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Vince stays off Twitter. He has very carefully vetted PR tweets, so... Saying that's in the plus that's in the plus column these days. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's me tooed a lot of people. Oh yeah. So I have a uh, another point of conflict in being a wrestling fan. <laughs> what has Vince? What has or hasn't Vince? Vince Kennett? <sighs> I have a uh, just got sad. A Colthart moment of the week. Oh, nice! I'm ready. <clears throat> so, um, do you watch South Park? Uh, it's been a while, but I do like a good South Park. All right, so the the new episode last week was about the Catholic Church, Ooh, and I'm, <laughs> of course, because of course it was. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can we pause this? I gotta go to the bathroom, and then I'll I'll continue this. All right, uh, Bree mode, and we're back. All right, so I was saying this episode of South Park is about Catholic, the Catholic Church. And all the parents in South Park, ever, they show them, like, on Sundays getting excited to go to church. And they get to church, and they basically just spend the whole time, like, making fun of the priests in the Catholic Church. But oh. it shows, like, it kind of – and so that's, like, the adults. It kind of portrays them, like, feeling embarrassed and ridiculed because of what has happened and all the allegations, obviously, and yeah. what's been proven. And But also they still want the sense of community – and church so they still like look forward to the weekly like ritual and gathering but you know they want to like <laughs> they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to support that yeah so that's one aspect and then another aspect is there are these three high-ranking priests that come into south park to try to cover up what they think is like a, a sexual assault <laughs> and <laughs> just let your imagination kind of run wild like <sighs> it's Come on down to South Park. If you're a devout Catholic, it it would have been very offensive. Sure. <laughs> um, so afterwards, uh, Bill Donna Donahue, who is, I guess, like the head of the Catholic League, and I don't know what the Catholic League is. But I guess this guy has made incendiary statements before. I'm guessing not a softball league. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> as a reminder, a Colthard moment of the week is something that is just, like, so phenomenally, breathtakingly stupid <laughs> and uh, just sucks the incendiary! life out of you. <laughs> Nailed it! Or just, like, just generally upsetting because he's talking and he's the last person you want to hear talking because he sucks so much. <laughs> and it's just generally like um, you, you hear something say say it say something you're just like ugh. <laughs> and that's damn a, it, Cole. <laughs> that's the feeling. Yeah. 
that uh, I had when I read what Bill Donahue said about that episode. Oh, dear. The October... I'm not even going to give him a voice. No? You're uh, not even going to do a cold voice? I don't know. No, because that's voice? just a lot of screaming. I don't know. Yeah. And Michael- I don't feel like selling Diet Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> <laughs> the October 3rd episode of South Park, titled A Boy and a Priest, portrayed molesting priests as pedophiles. This is factually inaccurate. Almost all the molesters, 8 and 10, have been homosexuals. Therefore, the cartoon victim characters should have been depicted as adolescents, not kids. In Hollywood, the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, are seen as courageous. They are really cowards. It takes courage to tell the truth. What? (laughs) There's a lot going on in there. How fucked up is that? Wow. How batshit insane. That is worse than Spear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good uh, but it's the third re- moment of the... It's the real, real world equivalent of Spear. <laughs> yeah. 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 Except that it's... <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to keep... I need to watch wrestling... Uh, and and really work on suspending my disbelief and really <laughs> and only focus on that and only fo- yeah only focus on <laughs> wrestling stop reading the news just take a break let me take a break i think i should take a break like that is that's, that's just some fucking crazy shit crazy i mean that sounds like rick flair's promos before oh. <laughs> he gave up drinking <laughs> like just fucking out there and incoherent he gave up drinking yeah oh Good for him. It sounds like I was gonna say it sounds like one of his crazy promos that he's cut to police at the airport <laughs> when they won't let him board his flight. I didn't mean to equivocate the subject matter. No, no, no. But I mean like the coherency, like <laughs> yeah. how coherent it is. Yeah, just how fucking rambling and that's uh that is a good one. <laughs> it's not. Quite it's also so- that might also be a heel moment of the week. It's, Although, it's all there. kinds of moments. We had a lot of heel moments in the week out there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, I got a cat. Murphy, one of the two of the uh, one of the two indecisive cats, <laughs> is now purring on my. <laughs> Our first guest. Yep. <laughs> what do uh, What do you think about wrestling? <laughs> I's a fan. He's a fan. Uh, Corey Graves had a good moment of commentary on Monday Night Raw, and oh, I don't yeah? think it was intentional. They were like going to commercial, and they were showing like the upcoming matches, and one was the Shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, which is a match we've seen every week of fucking Raw for I the past know. six weeks. And Corey Graves said, "Looks like it's going to be more of the same." <laughs> <laughs> but. I th- <laughs> He knows, but I think what he what they were going for was it's going to be more of the same entertainment oh. because you all love this matchup. Lucky us, yeah. There, it felt like there were a lot of super showdown rematches on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So when we were watching Super Showdown, I fa- I started fast forward. I fast forwarded through the entrances and then a few minutes of that Shield match, and I was just like. I was like, all right. I was thinking we can just skip like 10 minutes of this match. 
And then I ended yeah. up fast forwarding too much and got to the very end and we didn't even see the finish. And I was just like, Oh, I went too far. Do you, do you want me to rewind it? And you were like, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we missed too much. Yeah, and I was like, all right, good. Cause I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like we've seen it. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. Like there, and but, are, they, are they just killing time for the crown jewel? Or or did they completely rearrange their you know their their plans for where people will be? I, don't, I mean, well, I did like the rematch with uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Yeah, that was awesome. At first, I wasn't sure why they were like, all right, rematch clause, but they turned it into something really great. That whole match was, it was like great. a twenty five minute match. Yeah, and then it was great. I didn't like how it ended initially. I have like a note in my phone like. This match is awesome. And then, like, the way it ended, I was like, but this ending's fucking infuriating. And then they continued, and um, Charlotte speared Becky Lynch through the LED screen at the top of the stage. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, that's awesome. I love how they make everything, like, start to blink with static. Yeah. Like, they really, like, that's a nice touch. I like that. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about that match was the stipulation that if Becky Lynch got DQ'd, right. she would lose the title. But not a count out. But not a count out. Yeah. And uh, that added an extra thing to it. Like, oh, okay, so she can't use any cheap tricks. She can't, right. you know, just, like, find an escape by bringing a chair into it or something. She, yeah. Like, there were, it, it actually raised the stakes. Yeah. On a SmackDown after a pay-per-view, and I thought that was pretty cool. It was the highlight of the show. Yeah. It was, what, you mean Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe for the World Cup, Cup qualifier wasn't the highlight for you? Fast forward. I've fast forwarded that one. That's when I first noticed that they were saying they're fighting for the title of best in the world. And I guess it's very vague. Are, it looks like they're going to win a trophy of some sort. Of CM the, Punk. The trophy of best in the world. <laughs> He's just sitting cross-legged at the top of a trophy. <laughs> you know what? They might not be able to buy a CM Punk appearance, but they can certainly buy a trophy made after him. But the ending was dumb to that match where the ref ended. He stopped. It, Jeff Hardy won because the ref stopped the match because Samoa Joe got injured. What? Like, oh, his legs hurt. And then the ref rang the bell. Jeff Hardy wins. What? Are you kidding me? That was how that ended. You don't even remember that. It was so dumb. No, I said I fast forwarded through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing That's with what Samoa you missed. Joe? Nothing. He like hurt his leg, and so he's DQ'd. That's, he better like actually have an Sounds injury. Sounds like Samoa Joe doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, we're a little over an hour now. Oh, we are. And I... We didn't even get into one thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? One mil, one night in Milwaukee. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. No, if it's um, <clears throat> well, the idea that I proposed to you before oh we started my God, recording. Of course, Jesus. So <laughs> we're already up in an hour. We have we haven't even really gotten into our. Uh, no, it's fine. So um, the idea is uh, we're going to commit to paper these the ideas that we believe will improve the product yes and we're going yeah we're going to develop a plan an implementation plan and like a story structure a conceptual structure um to this and we're going to create a, a very detailed document 
describing all of these things. Describing how rankings can be employed, how we can use how they can use yeah. brackets, how they can create like a sports center esque weekly show, how the general structure of Raw and SmackDown sh- could be better utilized. All of this, and we're going to take that and we're going to have our our basically our creative vision. That's right, strategy. And I was joking earlier. Like, well, this is how we <laughs> launch our own wrestling promotion. Yeah. It's not fantasy booking <clears throat> if we're f- like running a fantasy dynasty. <laughs> and then in, in addition, we're going to create like, uh, so I guess a, a subset of that, but another thing we'll create and, and submit with this, which is the ultimate goal is we're going to create like a set of kayfabe rules. Yeah. To govern like consistent rules. Yeah, a- absolutely. Or at least document where they drift. <laughs> Read the fucking rules. <laughs> I thought you were going to do like a Bream hood on that. <laughs> no, that was my um, civil procedure professor in law school. And he would. <laughs> That's how he said it? Yeah, he would. He was just like. He was from Danville, Virginia. And he was a very old man. You texted that to me, but yeah. I did not read it in that voice. Yeah, and uh, he would just always say, You need to read the fucking rules. That's great. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Me and uh, me, me and one of, my, one of my friends went to his office hours before one of our civil procedure finals. He sounds like a cool Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we we had some questions for him, and and he talked to us. He spent time with us. Then afterwards, he's like, "All right, now tonight, you know, when you're preparing for the test, like just relax." You know, maybe maybe have a beer, maybe get some pussy. Oh no! <laughs> this is your professor. Yeah, he's like, do whatever he needs to do to relax. Oh. Like, like Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Scholarly advice. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Read so, the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna create a, a rule book too, because that's one thing that <laughs> the cat and I like get so angry about is just the inconsistency with yeah. the rules and like the bullshit that they try to pull. Oh my god. Well And so we're gonna yeah, go ahead. If we if we have Kat and Sophia on the show in an upcoming episode, yeah. maybe this is something we can all discuss. Yes. Hopefully next week. I know we said that last week, but hopefully yeah, it happens well, this time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did say that. If you're disappointed in this episode because we've spoiled every TV show and every movie <laughs> and did not deliver on the guests, the guests, the guest hosts that we promised last week, well, just wait till next episode. We'll make it up to you. Oh, yeah. We gave you good entertainment. So This is a good one. You know, calm down. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to take these. Relax. Have a beer. <laughs> so we're going to take these creations and um we're going to submit them with a a cover letter to the wwe yes of course because why wouldn't they want to hear from us yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and you know we'll see where it goes yeah i mean look we've already have eight episodes of this i mean (laughs) sky's the limit (laughs) really i think this is just going to give us like four years of content Oh, yeah. Because we, we were supposed to talk about... I had a couple ideas I wanted to talk about tonight. We didn't even talk about one. <laughs> I know. I, I'm looking at my list here. 
uh, I don't want to talk about these things, but I want to talk about uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan. Great example of building up a match based on two great competitors, not some dumbass one night in Milwaukee story. Yeah. Uh, How great was The Miz during that promo, though? So good. The best. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton versus Big Show, the other World Cup qualifier. That's right. The Big Show is back after over a year away for no reason. So good to see them giving some old guys some chances. Yep. And that's it. That was SmackDown. <laughs> so um, I think next week we're going to unveil our um, our concept of rankings. Yes. And uh, who we have in our top 10. Did Did you have like a preliminary list? That yeah. You wanted to share this week or do you want to save it all for next week? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I, I mean, I didn't really. I could have. I could have spent a little bit more time thinking about it <laughs> this week. Uh, well, that that could be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you my top ten. Yeah. Let me hear your top ten. All right. So, uh, number ten. Ooh, yeah. I like this. Starting from the bottom up. All right, go. <laughs> I'm here to show the world. <laughs> Oh, he's he's made it into the top ten. Yeah, I like that. That, uh, that feels right. Yeah, at ten. Though. Yeah, not nine. Nine would be too much. <laughs> uh, number nine is Finn Balor. Oh, what's he been doing? He's been just mysteriously underused. Yeah. Uh, why? So because they're all focusing on the stupid shield bullshit. So then, why do you have him at nine? Is this is this where you want him to be, or is this where you it? think he is? It's a combination of, well, these guys I all want to be like uh, featured, so yeah. it's like my like top ten. But Finn then, Balor like, or the Demon King. <laughs> but then, coupled with sort of a recognition of where they are in the hierarchy of things, got it. Yeah. So, uh, number eight is the Miz. Oh. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too high. Probably the I don't know. Eight feels good for the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> He's a perfect eight. It's a it's an SEC ranking where you get a lot of credit when it's not due. <laughs> number That's seven a college football joke. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven is Nakamura, which has just oh. been horribly used. And the United the current United States champion. Yeah, who is just criminally underused. Exactly. They're uh, burying him and the U.S. championship. They tend to do that always. God, I know, but come on. Um, number six is Big Strong Man. Oh! Braun! Me throw! Me with Listen, power. you guys! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprisingly articulate when I'm yelling into this microphone! All of a sudden, he's from Baltimore. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't know why I went there. <laughs> Number five is... Down the ocean horn. <laughs> Beast cribs in town. That's Baltimore Strowman. <laughs> uh, number five is Samoa Joe. God, that's oh, hilarious. My mom... Ah, my mom's calling. Sorry about that. I'll call her back. Number uh, no, so number five was Samoa Joe. Doing a wrestling podcast. 
<laughs> oh man, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> Mom, I'm a 38 year old man doing a wrestling podcast. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do anymore. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll watch as much wrestling as I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to do the rest. <laughs> All right, to be continued. Primo. Uh, we we really suck at plugging ourselves. <laughs> oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. No, we did. <laughs> did we? Yeah, we did the introduction. Oh yeah, but we didn't say our names. Oh yeah. Well, I'm Mark. I'm Gavin. There, you so, know that. <laughs> we're the Midcard Mechanics. Reach us on Gmail at midcardmechanics.com there's no hyphen in midcard right and you can reach us on twitter for right now at midcard at midcard mechanic leave singular off, leave off the last s for suplex city <laughs> <laughs> exit f5 in baltimore <laughs> oh, that's, that has to go to the intro next week Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Throwing potatoes. Primo. <laughs>